Welcome back to Life's a Garden. It's episode 68. I'm going to be honest with you, I am a little bit underprepared today. Wasn't expected to do a solo episode, so we'll see where this goes. It could go one of two ways, but either way, I'm glad that you're here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining me. Hope I can uh, put a little inspiration into your life. Send you a little bit of positivity. Or at worst case, just provide you with some entertainment. So, thank you very much for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Fresh off a ever-so-lovely and always-welcomed morning hangover. Was not expecting to go out last night, and of course, as as always happens... Well, I, okay, here's the thing. I was going to go out just to have a couple drinks, and a couple drinks turns into a lot of drinks, and that's usually how it goes. I only wanted to stay out to like 10 last night because I knew... I had to do the podcast today. Uh, I got other things going on today. And nothing slows your day down quite like a hangover, man. And they suck. And it's not even like the headaches. It's just I'm worn out. Like my body's drained. I'm exhausted. I got my cup of coffee here. Some Black Rifle Coffee. Shout out to the Black Rifle Coffee Company. But... If I seem a little uh, out of it today, that would be why. I'm going to do my best to keep the energy up, though, because I do this for you. I don't want you to think I'm, I'm half-assing it here. So even when we aren't feeling our best over here, still going to put on a show. Um, let's see. This weekend, got the UFC fights. Volkanovski versus Ortega. By the time this comes out, the fights will be over. But Volkanovski Ortega, um, Valentina Shashenko versus Lauren Murphy, and the return of Nick Diaz facing ruthless Robbie Lawler, one of my favorite fighters. I love both those guys. Very excited to see Nick Diaz back in the octagon. The whole cards, the whole card is great, honestly. Jesus, I got I feel like I got hiccups. Um So yeah, uh that's what I was doing last night is I went out to to place a bet. So, as you know in the past I've put bets on fights. Haven't done it recently. Kind of waited to till there was a good card, to, you know, a packed card to kind of get get a parlay going on that. So I threw down 50 bucks. Got 30 bucks on a parlay with uh Dan Hooker, Shevchenko, and Volkanovski, and then I threw 20 bucks on Nick Diaz because he's the underdog. We'll see what happens. I think I got potential to win like 60 bucks, so it's not a big win total. But it's still fun to put some money on it. makes it more interesting. So by the time this comes out, you'll know if I won some money or not. And hopefully I get that little extra cash to take, to me, with, take with me to Denver because next weekend we are going to Denver for... Broncos game, very very excited for that. Should be a good time. 
haven't been to Denver in over well two years now because of COVID. And like I said last week, we were gonna go to a comedy show down there, go see Brendan Schaub, who I God I probably listen to Brendan Schaub three times, three four times a week. He's on three different podcasts. So I was excited to see that, but then the you know club is mandating vaccinations, and that's fine. But we don't have them. We there wasn't even enough time to get them, to be honest. So we had to cancel that. But we'll find out. We'll find plenty of other stuff to do. Denver's a fun town. There's plenty of stuff to do in Denver. Um. Oh, so here's some here's some interesting something interesting that happened this week so in the past I have talked about how I am dead certain this podcast at some point or another would get me canceled down the line uh, whether that was sometime later down the road or whatever just something stupid I said or something what you know how, however it may be well guess what guys it happened. I already got canceled. Uh, I told you a while back, I was part of a broadcasting group called the Rhode Island Broadcasting, and uh, I got booted off of there. Now, no shade to them. I know it was a, a decision they had to make based on their uh, channel for the safe, the sake of their channel. Uh, a couple of my videos got flagged. Probably the last two, if I'm assuming. I mean, we know the one did that had the videos. It kept getting flagged for dangerous content. But um, I guess YouTube flagged my my videos on their channel, even though they didn't get flagged on my channel. So, riddle me that. But the last two episodes, we got a little political. We talked about... Uh, vaccines and whatnot, and COVID. So they they labeled it as medical misinformation, even though I've never claimed to be a, a professional by any standards. I don't. I don't. I only. I only repeat things I hear, and I'm not trying to convince anybody of anything. Hey, let me just state this for the record. I have nothing against the vaccine itself. If you feel like you need it, if you feel like that's your direction, by all means, please go get it. I I was just talking to my mom, and I I uh, feel like she should be getting it. You know, like we, we had a good talk about it, and I was like, you know, maybe you should think about getting that vaccine. I'm I'm considering getting it myself. It's not like I it's off the table for me. So I just want to state for the record all that. You know, anything I say medically on here, do not listen to me. I am by by and far nothing close to a medical professional. I only, you know, voice my opinions and I only speak upon things I've heard which are not verified themselves. So nonetheless... Uh, we were talking about stuff last week and the week after or a week before and uh, yeah my videos got flagged I think it was the th it must have been the third time that happened on that guy's channel he said so he had no no choice really but to pull the plug on on the Life's a Garden podcast through their network which is a real bummer because 
it was starting to get pretty big over there. People were starting to listen. I was, I got quite a few subscribers just from them. So I do want to thank them for letting me be a part of that for as, as small a time as it was. But uh, I understand their choice to have to do that. And I've officially been canceled already. <laughs> that did not take long at all. But I just thought that was funny. I literally had just been talking about how like something I say on here is going to get me probably in trouble at one point or another. Sure enough, here we are. Uh, I did think I'm like I I've said this since day one. I, I do not like to get political on here. For one, not a fan of all of it. It's very, it is hard to escape the political conversations just because we, we're in such a politically driven society now more than ever. I, it seems like more, the most in my lifetime, it feels like. And who knows, maybe that's just because I'm becoming an adult and it's like, it's just more and more part of your life as you get older. But it's like, um, yeah, I, I don't like talking about it. It's boring as another perspective, you know, another aspect of it. I'm not very well educated on it. So it's, it's kind of pointless for me to talk about it because I don't really know what I'm talking about when it comes to that as much. All I can do is voice opinions and the opinions are based on very little information because <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of political stuff. So, but the last two episodes, you know, we, we got into a couple political conversations, which, but, I mean, another thing I said from the beginning, when it comes to my guests, nothing's off the table. Like we'll talk about whatever, and I'm willing to have a conversation with anybody about anything. So that's just so happens to be what the conversations were. I thought they were good conversations and I thought it was actually pretty, pretty cool to have a back to back like that where you get the perspective from one side because Eric, my friend Eric, is is uh, pretty left leaning, and then Ryan, who I just met last week, really uh, seems to be a little bit more right leaning. Even though I think both of them kind of are more center based, but they fall on on those on those sides a little more. And then you have me, who I feel like I am very centralized. I, I feel like I, I've I try and keep my uh, options open and I, I'll listen to any side of the conversation. I, I don't necessarily agree with all of them, obviously. I have my my points too that I stand by and some of them fall on the right, some of them fall on the left. I'm very much centralized. But I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool to see that, that dynamic. One on this side, one on this side. Had uh, two episodes like that. So if you haven't heard them, go back, listen to them. I None of it's meant to persuade you in any which way. We're just here voicing our opinions. I think that's what podcasting is all about. We're just... I turn this camera on, I turn this mic on, and I just go. Like I said, today, I'm not very prepared, as you could probably tell by now. I'm just rambling. And that's kind of what it is. You just open your mouth and let the words fall out. Sometimes you say things unintentionally. Sometimes you say things that you might take back later or that you change your mind about or say god how many times have i said things on here that were not well thought out and could have been way easy way better uh said or articulated 
or just had points that I meant to make that I didn't. Happens all the time. So, it is what it is. And, uh, unfortunately, my mouth got me in trouble. And hopefully that's as far as it goes in that department. And I will certainly be trying to refrain from some of the political stuff just for the sake of not turning this into a political-based podcast, which is the last thing I want. But it is what it is, man. I mean, like I said, with my guests, I'll talk about anything. And yeah, so uh, I feel like my le- my next few guests that I have in mind, we're not going to be having those conversations as much. But who knows? You know, I don't plan any of this stuff. It just kind of happens. Um, that Gabby Petito story, I wanted to talk about that. So, I'm I'm not gonna go into the details of it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's it's a big story right now. Um, just the brief of it: girl goes missing, her body was discovered in Wyoming, which is kind of crazy because that's real close to where I live. You know, I'm in Montana, and it's just there. The uh, girl was from I think Long Island. And then her, uh, she lived with her boyfriend in Florida. See, I don't even know all the details. You know what I mean? I know Florida's involved. He lived in Florida. They lived in Florida. I don't know. They were traveling. They're vloggers, YouTube vloggers. Um, and there's a lot of like twists and turns with this thing. He's missing now. You know, sad story. She was found dead. Uh, R.I.P. to her. Prayers to her family. Uh, sad story. And like the, the thing I want to talk about with this is the fact that it's interesting to me that every now and again, you know, it seems like every couple of years we get a story like this that just hits every news wave, every media outlet. Um, it just captures the audience more than others where you know it's it's very much the same story it's like somebody goes missing they end up dead the it's there's a big manhunt there's a big search for for the missing person in the first place and now we're searching for this guy you know and they're not all it's not all the same but it seems like it's a pretty pretty similar case in some you know you got the Casey Anthony's you got the Jean Benet Ramsey's, the um, uh, what's her name? Can't remember. Uh, just just any of these uh, stories like this, big big cases. Even even like an O.J. Simpson, you know, like that's a murder thing. It's not really a missing persons thing, but there's like these stories that just stick in the headlines, and uh, everyone's captivated by it. I don't know why it's certain stories that do so because I mean people there's people go missing way more frequently than a few you know every other year or every 2 to 3 years. And sometimes the media picks up on it and decides to run with it and sometimes they don't. So it's it's just interesting to me and I feel like well, well, first of all, you have all these internet 
junkies and everybody just glued to their TV or like trying to f- solve this mystery themselves. Everyone wants to be be the detective now. Everyone's like it's like it's almost like a game to everyone else. And I don't mean to say that harshly. I am very sympathetic to the story and to this to this girl and her family. And it's, you know, it seems like the dude did it. We don't know exactly. I'm not going to cast cast that out in case he didn't and it comes back. Shut up. But um but yeah, so it just seems like everybody's out here wanting to play detective. And it's like everyone acts like they're so I don't know. I feel like everybody everybody's going to going to say the same thing, you know, oh my gosh, this is horrible. So sorry for her. All this stuff. And and I'm sure they mean it. But really, their intentions when it comes to this, the reason they're so captivated by it, is the same reason they're captivated by by the documentaries on Netflix about the Night Stalker or Ted Bundy or Dateline. Any of these, these stories like this. It's the same reason. The only difference is it's happening in real time. So that's why these stories get so get so hyped up. It's like it's like a a Netflix series about missing persons and you know 48-hour mystery whatever it might be. But people get so captivated by it because it's it's happening now and everyone can be like what's going to happen next? You know, what happens next on the next episode? Of the Gabby Petito story, only you have to tune into the news instead of Netflix to get the to get the juice. What's what's the next big twists and turns? And it's not scripted; it's real life. So therefore, people are even more intrigued. And like this story has brought out topics, other topics, you know, like. Spousal abuse, things like that, which is good. It's good to to. Uh, I mean, it's not good. That's not what I meant. It's it's good to to shed light on on issues like that. But we don't even know the whole story yet. You know, the, the it's got to play out. The series has to go on, and we have to we have to wait till the season finale to find out what happens, and then we can then we can truly dissect it, and. Uh, has anybody out there seen that show? Uh, um, what's it called? Don't mess with cats, or don't. It's like don't fuck with cats. And it's it's the whole series is about like these internet sleuths, I guess you would call them, who are just they're trying to solve this mystery of who this guy is, and they're like playing detective. They're playing this role, like oh my gosh. We get to solve a mystery. We're the fucking Scooby-Doo. We're Scooby-Doo and and the mystery gang. And uh, we're out trying to solve this mystery. And it's kind of what's happening now. Like, all these internet guys are like, ooh, like, what? let's find this guy. And uh, it just reminds me of that that show, the Don't Fuck With Cats. Very similar situation. And, uh, like, don't get me wrong, if the internet can help find this guy, if the internet can help solve the case, 
so be it. I'm not against that. It's just interesting to me that these people are, are out here just playing pretend cop. And then you have, uh, you know, now they're, now they're bringing up this whole, why is it always, uh, why does uh, the media only care when it's a white girl goes missing? And it's like, I get it. Don't get me wrong. That's a very valid point because it's very true. It seems to be the case a lot of the times. White girl goes missing and it's in the news for, you know, whatever, months, weeks, months. And they're just talking about it all the whole time. And, uh, and, uh, obviously they found her, but now the mystery, you know, they're still trying to find this guy and trying to figure out what happened and why and all that stuff. And I get it. You know, there's a lot of girls of, of ethnicity that go missing. Hey, we got a huge problem with that in Montana right now. A lot of na- uh, native girls getting swooped up by sex traffickers. They go missing. Nobody hears from them again. Or they end up dead. And there's no media coverage about that. So I totally get it. You know what I mean? I get it. I get why people would be upset by that. Why that's... Why there there should be some like question as to why that is like what is it about you know a missing white girl that that captivates everybody i i'm not even gonna pretend to speculate as to why however you know that's that's becoming a a a point of emphasis is like well why does the media you know differentially cover those kind of stories hey at the same time we know that the media differentially covers uh, police brutality on African Americans. And we know that they're not the only ones getting attacked by cops or getting killed by cops. And I'm not going to spe- you know side on any of that stuff, but we that you see it in the in the news a lot, obviously, that's a big thing and it's very one way when it comes to the race card so you can't have it both ways kind of a thing it's just it is what it is and i'm sure there's some motive behind it i couldn't tell you what it is but the media always has motive there's always going to be some kind of hidden reason as to why they're they show you what they decide to show you and why they don't but we already know it's all about it's all about numbers it's all about money so as i said before for everybody interested in a story, it's just like watching a Netflix series. It's like watching 48-hour mystery, but in real time. And that's what they're showing you. They know people are going to tune in to find out what happens next. So that's the story they're going to run with. They wouldn't run with the story if people didn't talk about it. If more people talked about the missing... And anybody else that was missing and like the the... Stories like that. If it, if it blew up on the internet, then they they would cover that, but they don't. That's half the reason why they cover you know the police shootings is because it blows up on the internet and they're like, oh my god, there's a story that people are interested in. Let's cover that. That'll get us views. Bottom line, it's just how it is. It's unfortunate. It shouldn't be that way, but it it is how it is. And the funny th- and and as and I'll just circle back and and make this all full circle here. The same people playing cops and trying to find uh, 
Brian Laundrie are the same people who want to defund the police and, and hate the police, yet they're trying to pretend to be them. So I thought, I just think that's a funny little uh, food for thought on that. Very sad story, though. And, uh, you know, hope any of those stories are, are, are messed up. And I, and I don't, I don't wrap myself up into them because, you know, I, 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 I hear what I hear, but I don't, I'm not going to sit here and like try and figure it out myself and like stay tuned. It seems it's almost ghoulish to do that in my opinion. Like I let, let the, let the real cops do their work. Let the fucking, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to be the guy that's trying to find the clues like Scooby-Doo. And uh, that's actually a good segue into something else I wanted to talk about. So I've had, I've, I've had death on my mind a lot lately and not in like a, well, it's kind of a dark way, but not in like a, is he okay? Be, let's, is everything okay with him? Yes, no, everything's fine with me. But, I don't know. I don't know if it's like one of those quarter-life crisis things, or if it's just one of those times where everybody, you know, everybody thinks about it. And it just so happens to be this point in my life where it's a very prevalent thing in my head, I guess. And it's just, it's more questioning of like the afterlife. Or, you know, the what happens when we die. And the suddenness of death. And I've talked about it a little bit on here before in the past. And this show is called Life's a Garden, but we know Death's a Garden too. And uh, it's, it's it's all part of the same thing. Life and death are all, are all part of, you know, this world and part of reality. And... God, it's it just seems like there's been a lot of it lately too. A lot of it in the news, a lot of it in in my life, not necessarily personal close close people to me dying, but people close to other people I know. I've just been seeing a lot of it on Facebook and stuff, so And with the COVID thing too, I think everybody's really been kind of had that on their mind a little bit, just the whole death thing and literally even last week me and Mac had a conversation on on the good old boys podcast talking about the just the same thing talking about death and stuff and like I said it was weighing pretty heavy on my mind these last couple weeks and I don't know it's like I I've been getting anxiety from it just thinking about it because it's an it's ultimately an inevitability that it that it happens to all of us and for that reason i feel like i should just be comfortable with it and not worried about it because it is inevitable but you know i guess i would feel way more comfortable knowing that there's an afterlife that there's something there for me 
And that's part of the question. That's part of the, the reason I get so worked up over it. And then I had a good conversation with my mom. And we were talking about it. And it's like, yeah. And I know this. It's That's where faith comes in. That's where belief comes in. Max said the same thing. And I think it was like a lapse in my faith. It was a lapse in my in my uh, belief of an afterlife. And I've always, ever since I was little, just for my whole life, I've just known there's something more than this. Somewhere in my heart, somewhere in my in my subconscious, I, I just know there's there has to be more than this. You hear so many accounts of people who have come back from the brink and their stories are very similar. They were overcome with a feeling of of uh, peace and warmth. And you can't tell me that... And there's people who, who, have, who have taken uh, certain psychedelic drugs or people who have like meditated and transcended to different places. I just have... How, how can it be that so many people can, can do that and reach that realm and for it to not truly exist? So... And, and honestly, the the times I have felt the most comforted in an afterlife is when somebody close to me has died. And so it's like, in death, there I feel I feel like that's when I feel the most comfort in in knowing there's an afterlife. Like when my uncle passed, that was the most comfort I, I gained from, from all of it was just knowing in my heart for certain he went somewhere, you know, he's somewhere else. He's not just not existing. He's out there. He's whatever you might believe in your afterlife, you know, whatever, it, whatever it may be, there's something, there's something else. And if you don't believe in a spirit, that's insane. Like we have a soul, we have a spirit. I'm not getting, you know, I don't know about paranormal stuff, I'm not necessarily, uh, as far as like ghosts and, and like purgatory and all this stuff, like whether or not sometimes we, we get trapped. I don't know. That stuff intrigues me for sure. And I, I don't know exactly where I stand on all that. But when it comes to our spirit and our soul, it's not something that you see. It's something you feel, Right? When you hear a good song, when you when you're overcome by the spirit, by the your soul is lifted up. You know what I'm you know that feeling. It's like love, you know? We we don't see love. We feel love. And you can't you can't explain it. You know, you can't explain how love feels to somebody who who doesn't know like let, if you tried to explain love to an alien who's who doesn't understand that emotion they would never understand it you could ne- or a robot you know what i mean like if you're trying to explain love to a robot they wouldn't they couldn't comprehend that it's only something you can feel so therefore it's like you f- you feel your spirit that doesn't make it any less real. 
can you see an afterlife? Can you can you feel, you know, I feel the presence of, of people who've passed. So it doesn't mean that they're not there. You know, just because you can't see it or touch it or it's, it's, it's not physical, it doesn't mean it's not there. And so therefore I find comfort in that. And like, I just had to get back on my track of believing truly that there was an afterlife. And I think that's what just scared me the most when it came to the death, the, the feelings of death. I'm not afraid to die. I'm afraid to not exist. I'm afraid to not be this person. This is all I know, this consciousness. That's my fear. But when I was reassured, when I got more reassurance on the afterlife thing, my uh, it, it just it went away. So, um, yeah, it was. I don't know. That's just how I how I thought about it. And then also, it's like the other thing that worries me a lot when it comes to uh, to death. It's like. Will I be remembered? You know? I think everybody kind of worries about that at some point. Like, what will people... How will people uh, remember me? Or or who will remember me? And why? And you could easily... It's like... I think we all want legacy. We all want something to uh, to leave behind. When it comes to maybe an achievement you made... Uh, for me, I would love to leave behind my music and and things like that. Or people leave behind their, their, any of their art or um, accomplishments they've made. Athletes, things of that nature. People who, people who have just made their mark on society and on the culture. We, we still talk about people years after for things they've done. So their legacy lives on forever. And I think everybody kind of wants that. And then and then that's where like kids come into it, you know? It's like that's where I get envious of people with kids and where like I definitely think you know, sometime down the line I I would like to have kids is that is a legacy. That's a living legacy. That's your that's your blood. That's your your flesh and blood and not only that, they carry upon you. They carry with you the the teachings everything you've taught them they will you will always be a part of them and hopefully they pass that on to their kids kind of a thing and this is so obvious everyone knows all this but that's legacy you don't have to make your mark on the world but if you can make your mark on a few people not just kids you know i know there's going to be people who my friends my family who will remember me forever. And I, I, the, the best thing I could, I could think to be remembered as is someone who was always smiling, somebody positive, somebody who I want people to, to think about me and say, man, that was a good guy. I miss that guy. He was a good guy. Like I miss seeing his smile. I miss hearing his laughter. I miss him making me laugh. Or, or lifting me up. I don't ever want to be remembered as, as somebody who was, was a bad person or somebody who made people feel bad. 
or you know anything like that so that's the message today always be smiling keep smiling that's what you want to be remembered as people remember good people and evil fades so yeah i mean that's that's just where that's where i'd like to be that's what I want to be in people's hearts and minds is, is, is the guy that made you feel good about yourself or made you feel joy and not fear and not anger or hatred. I don't want to be known as that. There's plenty of people that in, in, have been in my life that have made me feel that way. And like, unfortunately, that's how I'll remember them is by somebody who, who instilled fear into me or somebody who instilled anger into me. And these are not people that I like to remember or, or I remember fondly. But I, I cherish and, and think about the people every day that made me feel good. And the people who made me smile. Also, you know, just piggybacking off of this death talk. The, um, it is Suicide Awareness Month. And I've unfortunately been, um, I've had, I've, I've, I've had people in my life, close family members who have committed suicide, several of them. There's been a few and it doesn't get easier. I'll tell you that. And I just want to say for anybody out there, maybe you're not suicidal, Maybe, if you are, if you have had, have you've had those thoughts, if you're uh, feeling down at all, if you're if you're ever just feeling sad, depressed, maybe like I said, maybe not necessarily suicidal, but but you're just not in a good place. I want you to know. You matter. And you are loved by somebody, whether you believe it or not. Somebody out there loves you. And if you need to hear it, I'll tell you right now. I love you. And you're worth something. And whatever issues you're having, they're not worth your life. And if I could tell you anything, don't take your life. Save it. It's... <sighs> Keep smiling. It's the best thing you can do. We all have our moments, man. We all have those moments of, of sadness and uh, anger and fear. And that's okay. Those are human emotions. We all we all experience that. But if you keep smiling and you know when those tears are gone, there's still a place in this world for joy, for happiness, for positivity, for smiles. It all goes away. You know, 
sadness it's it's never you know it's not as powerful as as joy it sometimes feels like it trust me i've been there i know what it feels like i know what deep depression feels like i've i've felt it a few times but i know on the other side of that we're we're all capable we're all capable of feeling joy. We're all capable of feeling good about ourselves. I, and because we are. Because we're human. Because we have that capability. And sometimes it doesn't feel like like that. Sometimes you feel lost. Sometimes you feel, you know, like, like it, there's no escape. And I wish I could have done it. I wish I could have said this to, to the people I've lost. But there's there's always a better you know there's always a, a something more out there. There's always somebody out there who cares about you. There's always someone out there who loves you and and doesn't want anything bad for you. So to anybody out there who needs to hear that, to anybody out there who's feeling down, who's having suicidal thoughts, reach out. Reach out to somebody, somebody who cares about you. Reach out to me. I don't care. I'm here to listen. I'm not just here to talk. Reach out to a therapist. Reach out to, you know, the suicide hotline. Somebody's there to listen to you. And there is always somebody out there who cares about you. I care about you. You are worth it. You're worth more than you know. Than you feel. And, and like I said, it feels dark now, but all darkness, there is light. There will be light. And light always overpowers darkness. Always. So I just wanted to say that too. Keep smiling. That's what I'm going to do. I'll smile for you. And hopefully that'll make you smile. And hopefully your smile will make someone else smile. That is the truth. Happiness and joy and laughter are contagious. And so is sadness. Sadness, depression, it's contagious as well. So if we spread the joy, we spread the love, everyone's going to catch it and, and, and feel that. So I hope, I hope uh, somebody needed to hear that today. And I hope it helps you. So, save your life. Um, sorry to get dark on you guys, but you know sometimes we gotta. Sometimes it's it's important. It's important to talk about it. It is Suicide Awareness Month, and um, it's it's something that's part of my life and something that's unfortunate. And if I can do something to help somebody else where I failed to help people in the past, I'll do it. And this platform, it's, it's, that's what it's meant for. I'm trying to, I'm, I want to reach out to you guys. I want to make an impact. That's the whole goal of this thing. And so hopefully that helps somebody today. Let's lighten it up a little bit though, huh? 
I know you don't come here to, to, to get uh, down. That's not what this thing's about. It's about positive vibes. And that's the whole point of that. You know, The whole point is to tell you that positivity, that's, that's what we want, man. We want to we spread the love. We want to spread the positivity. And everyone will, will, will feel that. I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Positivity radiates positivity. Put that out in the world. Don't put, don't put evil in the world. Put love in the world. And it radiates. Um, the my most recent uh, celebrity. How should we say it? Uh, not, not crush. Obviously, especially when you find out who it is. <laughs> my celebrity obsession as of late, the last couple of weeks, I would say, has been Dave Portnoy. Of Barstool Sports. I fo- so I've followed Barstool Sports for a very long time. I've known who Dave Portnoy is. I've kind of, you know, seen glimpses of him here and there. And saw, you know, clips of him or whatever videos he might have been in. Things of him talking, you know, some of the funny, funnier stuff that goes viral that he's done. But lately I've just been overly consuming his content. Watching a lot of his videos. Just things of him in the from the past and stuff. Funny guy, man. And I, I really like that guy. He's a Boston guy, which is whatever. I hate Boston sports. I think Boston sports are some of the most uh, not overrated. They're definitely well-rated. They're just... I think Boston fans are the most spoiled fans in the world because they've just had successful teams for so long in the last... You know, think about the Celtics. The Patriots in the last 15 years. You got the Red Sox, who were bad for a long time there, but they're one of the best teams in the in the MLB for the last, what, 20 years now, maybe? And then you got uh, the Bruins, who have won multiple championships. Boston sports can go fuck themselves. That's what I'm going to say. Um, but he's a funny guy. I like him. I love watching the pizza reviews. That guy's got it right. Pizza is the best food in the fucking world. No, hands down. If if there was one food I could eat for the rest of my life every day, it would it would probably be pizza. There's so many elements to it. You can get it so many different ways. You can get thin crust, you can get thick crust, you can get stuffed crust, cheese, pepperoni, you know, there's different ways to cook it, brick oven style, what have you, man. And it's, I I cannot honestly say there's been a piece of pizza that I've consumed that I didn't enjoy. All pizza's good. Some some are better than others, that's for sure. But all pizza's good. That guy's got it down. So I've been watching a lot of those pizza reviews. And it's like, yeah, psh, hell. The Ninja Turtles, they they were the originals, man. They're the original eat pizza every day. Who they, they had it right. And they were superheroes. They fought crime. And they were turtles. And they ate pizza. So if that doesn't sell pizza for you, crime fighting turtles? Who by the way <laughs> I <laughs> I used a huge Ninja Turtle fan here, by the way. Was always a big fan of the Ninja Turtles. 
What a concept. Four turtles, mutant turtles who are brothers, and their master who is a rat, and they eat pizza. Who thought of this? I, I actually watched uh, uh, like a a deal like the the creative like how they got created the whole story behind the Ninja Turtles, pretty interesting actually. But they had it right and actually okay you know what, I can't believe I have not told this story in sixty eight episodes, but I'm telling it now. Like I said, huge Ninja Turtle fan as a kid. Um. I had I had all the toys, man. I had those toys, by the way, that I had are worth some money today because they were the original mold, the original everything. Granted, they weren't in their packaging, obviously, so their value definitely decreased. But dude, I had the fucking sewer setup. It was like you know, kind of like a dollhouse, but it was the sewer. You had it where the street was on top, and then you could go down the manhole. And there was like the the hang the their 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 little house down there. I had the Technodrome. I'm not even gonna explain it to you if you don't know. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. I had the Technodrome. I had all the characters: Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady, Krang, Foot Soldiers, the whole night. I had the Turtle Van. The top popped up like that. You could set them in there. It was fucking incredible. Okay. Now. When you're a kid, you believe in a lot of dumb shit. Sometimes your brain doesn't think quite like an adult brain. It's not well... Your thought processes aren't realistic sometimes. You know what I mean? Which is great, honestly. I wish I, wish I, I could still think like a kid. Kids' minds are some of the the most fantastic things on this planet. Anyway, I thought, so if you're unfamiliar with the Ninja Turtle story, they, uh, they get covered in this ooze, this uh, radioactive ooze that makes them into the, into the turtles. I don't exactly remember, I think, whatever, they're, they're, DNA gets infused with human DNA, whatever. So I'm thinking, okay, this ooze makes, makes, uh, the, turns people into the Ninja Turtles. My sister used to have this tub of hair gel, this blue hair gel. It was actually, who, who wouldn't want to fucking just like scoop a handful and just play with it? It, it was like, it kind of looked like, uh, well, it was just gel, you know, blue gel in this tub like this. Well, my six or seven year, six year old mind thought, hmm, I wonder if that's like the ooze from the Ninja Turtles movie or the cartoon. So I take all my toys, Raphael, Leonardo, Donatello. Michelangelo. I, I take all the toys and I just scoop handfuls of this hair gel and just coat those toys with this hair gel. 
And then I just sat him on the bed and like waited for them to metamorphose into the real Ninja Turtles. Now, it would have been more well thought out to think, oh, if I just find myself a real turtle and coat him with this hair gel. The hair gel isn't the point. The hair gel isn't the crazy thought here. It wasn't like, the crazy thought isn't, oh, he's an idiot. He thought hair gel was going to make, was going to be like a radioactive ooze. The crazy thought is that I thought these plastic toys were going to change into living creatures from hair gel. That was the crazy thought. I didn't go out and find a turtle, a living turtle, or hell, we even had a turtle, I think. I think we actually had a, a real turtle. I didn't take him out of his tank and go, all right, now, now we just wait for you to turn into a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And I, I specifically remember setting him on the bed, just lining him up covered in hair gel, and like watching, waiting, and then being like, hmm, maybe they don't like to be watched while they uh, change. So I walked away, forgot they were there, and then somebody discovered them and was like, what the fuck is this? And where's all, and my sister's like, where the hell is all my hair gel? Jeez. Funny stuff, though. I can't believe 68 episodes, I never told that story. Love that one. So, so weird. Ugh. The things that we think of when we're kids, right? Gotta love it. It's another joy with the kids thing. It's like, just the, the way their minds work, man. It'll, it'll always impress you. Or, or depress you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know. I was gonna watch some videos, because... I asked my brother to curate some videos for me to, uh, but he didn't come through surprise to fucking prize. And so I was like, fuck it. I'm already canceled. The last time I watched videos, it got my video, my, uh, my video flagged. So I thought about watching some videos today. Cause I was like, whatever, man, I'm already in the, I'm already in the doghouse for all that. So. Ah, fuck it. Let's watch some videos. I'll find I'll find some. Well, on second thought, we'll hold off on the videos for this week. Um, I do want to get some curated ones. I got it. I got to get the uh, links and stuff so that I can get the copyrights and all that stuff. So, too much of a headache this week. Much like the hangover I currently am experiencing. Just kidding. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better actually now. Um, so we'll we'll hold off on those. And uh, maybe we'll do them next week. Next week, so um, thank you for tuning in. As always, I very much appreciate it. Um, I hope this one helps a little bit. I hope somebody got reached by this. And so, um, just keep smiling, guys. Spread that positivity. Spread that love, and it'll radiate back. So, have a great week. Stay positive. Be good to yourselves. You deserve it. And always remember, life's a garden. Dig it.